Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk cars. So if you want to join us, now's the time, 602-508-0960. And sitting in the uh, co-pilot seat today, you want to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hi, I'm Renee. And she's my wife. Your keeper. And my keeper. And um, we've been in business together for 39 years. We've been married for 61 years. <laughs> <laughs> or it seems like that. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Maybe 100. Yeah, maybe 100. Okay, I got a couple stories for you. I think you probably know that I'm a pretty good storyteller. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's this friend of mine named Bill Swartz. And he's been a friend of mine since the early 90s. Bill was a commercial real estate guy that we hired to help us buy the land that our business sits on right now. And during that during that time period, the economy wasn't great at all. So, But the owners of the property we wanted, the two and a half acres, were lawyers from Washington, D.C. So it was some kind of a, a group of guys. So Bill had to negotiate with lawyers. And, and I think they started off at like $4 a square foot. So four, that'd be a million dollars worth of land, okay. right? No, is it four dollars? I don't know because I don't remember how much. Forty-three five sixty. Yeah. Divided by, f- f- well, no, that doesn't work. I don't know. I don't really care either. <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> yeah. this wasn't the story you were going to, but whatever. Well, um, it's it's close to a half a million dollars. So anyway, I would call Bill on a regular basis and say, "Where are we at? Where are we at?" And he'd say, stop calling me. Mm-hmm. I'm working as hard as I can. And then the next day, Bill, where are we at? Where are we at? And he'd hang up on me. Yeah, if you remember. I too. Okay, so here's my Bill Schwartz story. And Bill, I think, was one of the very first, if not the first, golf pro, pro at Dobson Ranch. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that golf course is still around. Of course, Bill's lost most of his gray matter between his ears. So here's <laughs> the story. Bill is a good customer of mine, and um, he brought his wife's Escalade in to have it repaired picked it up late friday Mm -hmm. so my son alan is on his way home and i don't know why bill has alan's cell phone but through the grace of god he does you're right so bill calls alan and he says this is a true story renee you you just chime in and say it's not true yes because you folks know how he embellishes stories but this might be true (laughs) Bill, bill calls alan and says he's really mad And he says, I'm sitting in my driveway, and I'm locked in my car, and I can't get out. And Alan says, come on, Bill. And he goes, no, I'm serious. I can't get out of the car. So Alan says, okay. 
And Bill says, you know, I just spent $3,000 there. And Alan goes, well, let's figure out what's the matter. So Alan drives from, like, Peoria over, <laughs> over to over to South That's Tempe. an embellishment, <laughs> but okay. And, well, and he said, we didn't do anything with the doors because we were not We doing didn't touch any, anything. No. <laughs> so Alan gets there, and Bill's still sitting in the car. His window is down. And his face is white, and he's sweating profusely. I don't know why he didn't have the motor on. And Alan walks up, and he goes, Bill, what's the matter? I can't get out. I can't get out. That's all he kept saying is, I can't get out. How am I going to get out of my car? Yeah. And he's, he and Alan goes, oh. And Alan looks, and the knob is down. The lock button is down. So Alan reaches over with his right hand, which is behind the left ear of Bill, and he lifts the lock up, and he goes, try it one more time. <laughs> And Bill grabs the handle and opens the door. So at this point, Bill doesn't know what to do. The appropriate thing would have been is to say, I'm sorry. And Alan, let me compensate you for gas to drive from Peoria. And here's another $100 for your time. And no, so, he just said, how'd you do that? He couldn't believe that he did it that fast. And he fixed it on the outside of the truck. Well, I mean, kind he, of. He, he did, reached in, yes. Yeah, so... so Evidently, what's going on is is that the electric door locks will lock but not unlock with the button. So Alan says, Bill, why don't you just turn around and lift this little knob right here? And Bill says, well, I was wondering what I was going to do. Was I going to crawl over the console and go out the passenger door? But if I got to the passenger door and that wouldn't open, then I have to crawl back across. Now, Bill had just come back from a golf game, so I'm assuming he probably was really tired. He was pro- probably didn't have the, the power within him to crawl over the center console. So he, he, he says, I, I just couldn't, and I didn't know if I had to crawl out the window. And he says, the only thing I thought I could call was Alan. Yeah, but he said he didn't know what that button was for. Yeah. He didn't know there was a manual button to open, unlock the door. Oh, oh boy. This, I hate to admit he's a friend of, of the car guys. <laughs> but anyway, if you're going to buy any commercial property, I can tell you this much. He's a wizard. Yeah. He, I mean, w- he cut their asking price virtually in half. Mm-hmm. So I think we paid two thirty-five a square foot, and it was $4 or $5. Neither one of us remembered, but I think he cut it in half. Yeah. And he negotiated not with one guy, but a, a whole bunch of guys. So then, you know, you know how a cat will lay down and relax and lick themselves? So I remember I called him up. I says, Bill, where are we at? And he goes, oh, calm down. I'll tell you when you can start licking yourself. And it was related to a cat. And so I, he called me one day and he goes, all right, now you can start licking yourself. I said, not till I hear the price. He says, $2.35 a square foot. So I think commercial, this is like I1 or I2. I think this, no, it's not even commercial. It's industrial. It's in an industrial complex. I don't know what this sells for today, but it's probably between 10 and $20 a square foot. Nevertheless. The moral of the story is he's a good real estate guy, but he's not very good with cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I told him I was going to tell the story today, mm-hmm. and he threatened my life. I'm sure he did. And so Bill Schwartz. Hey, and, stop. <laughs> and it's S-W-I-R-T-Z. Mark. He's a good guy. I know. He uses his cell phone as his business. He used to be a good friend of yours, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, after this, I'm not sure. He doesn't have the voice I have. You okay. see, I can get even. 
Yes. So it's a good story. It's a good story. It Here's a grown funny. man who's in his 60s yeah. that thinks he's lost, locked in his car in a gated community, and he doesn't want to crawl out the passenger window, so he calls Alan. <laughs> and he says, clippity-clop your butt over here and, and help me get out of my car. He just he was in panic. He was yeah. in full-blown panic. So... Anyway, Bill Swartz is, uh, if you want a commercial guy, if you're looking some for commercial property, he, he works from, uh, you know, Black Canyon City to whatever's has a grant. He works everywhere. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by a guy who really knows how to fix cars, and that's Tom at Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that's been in Deer Valley in North Phoenix since 1983, and I've known Tom since the early 80s, perhaps even before, well, for sure before that, before he opened his own shop. So he has ASE Master Certified Technician. Tom's a really great guy, and if you're a fisherman and Tom's there, then just ask Tom to come outside, and he'll sit in the lobby with you, and you guys can talk fishing for the rest of your lives. But Tom loves that. So anyway, Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Got a couple other things to cover. Mm-hmm. So Neil, our customer, comes in, and he tells us about a sputter between 20 to 40 miles an hour. It's, and I'm not quite sure if it's a sputter or a shutter, but I'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure. So we go through, and we look for any engine codes or any body codes. There's nothing. Um and we drive the heck out of it, and we can't get it to duplicate. Mm-hmm. But we tell him that make sure that he doesn't go past his five-year warranty. He needs a documentation, and and he needs to make sure he took it in there. So he takes it in there. and To the dealer. To the dealer. And the first time, they couldn't find anything. And they didn't do anything. Right. They They couldn't duplicate it. So he said just last week... It happened again, and his wife and grandkids were in the car, and the car actually died, which I guess every once in a while it had been dying. And he said, okay, this is it. He said, I'm not going to have that happen, and especially with summer coming up. So I'm going to go either trade it in, or they're going to tell me what's wrong with it. So they take it into the shop. Now, the guy that ultimately diagnosed this mm-hmm. was either a young buck or a gray-haired guy, and right. my bet is it's a gray-haired guy. It was low on oil. It had a quart or less of oil in it. Now, how does that apply to this? You see, the newer model cars are not going to let you drive your car until the motor is one big melted aluminum piece. We're going to shut the fuel off to the fuel pump when your oil pressure gets real low. You can't count on that, but most cars have that ability for themselves. So he's down to a half a quart of oil. And he's and and actually Neil's got fifty thousand miles on it. Yeah, it's a two thousand seventeen Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. I mean, it's relatively new. So. Thanks for saying the name of it, which oh, is okay, buried the sorry. rest of the story. Sorry. Okay, so he comes to us and he says, "Good news, it's fixed." He says, "I want to, I want you to look at this bad news." Now, this is a written document from Jeep, mm-hmm. a written document, and this is about oil consumption. The acceptable rate of oil consumptions for engines used in vehicles, passenger car, light truck, not for commercial use, um, is one quart every 2,000 miles. Folks, would you buy a car if you knew? Now, let's pretend that they're using a synthetic oil and they're at 10,000 mile intervals. Mm -hmm. They're going to add five quarts of oil in 10,000 miles. Mm -hmm. Okay? So for used in a a, a light duty family thing is one quart every 50,000 miles or every 2,000 miles. 
And then for the first 50,000 miles, um, we're going to kind of change that. So with more than 50,000 miles, the acceptable oil consumption is one quart for every 750 miles. One quart for every 750 miles. On wow. a new vehicle. On, on something, this this Jeep, over 50,000 miles. Right. One quart every seven. We haven't seen a car drink that kind of oil forever. Now, here's a problem with that. We're going we're gonna to consume the oil in the engine. We're going to send this. Really, it's not going to be a complete combustion of the oil. Mm-hmm. So it's going to bring some blue smoke. But we're going to coat the catalytic converter with the byproducts of oil that's coming out of the engine because it's not going to be leaking that much. Mm-hmm. If it leaked one quarter every 750 miles, your driveway would look like an oil tanker dropped oil. Yeah. Well, the other thing that was so confusing is that he had no low oil light on. I mean, there was no lights on the dash, and that's why everybody was puzzled. And, 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 and I don't understand that. I don't either. You'd have to just do a little bit more, you know, You'd have to look at the owner's manual and the service manual. Mm-hmm. But remember, now, this Jeep, less than 50,000 mile, one quart at 2,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Th- that's almost okay. Mm-hmm. Then after 50,000 miles, it's one quart for 750 miles. It, that's, that's just unbelievable. I had, to re- I had to write down things so I could talk about this because I am just... I'm speechless. Well, and he said, how often should I get an oil change? Because most people don't check their oil every time they do a fill-up. or And really, for me, that's every 750 miles is every two fill-ups. I never check my oil like that. Well, first of all, you have a Ford, and you know, I'm hoping you don't check the oil so the thing just burns <laughs> off the side of the road. Stop Okay, it. okay, okay. And, and the, the thing of it is, is he has to go back to conventional oil. Because conventional oil has a 3,000-mile oil change. Mm-hmm. He can't go to a ten or 12,000 synthetic. Right. He can't do that. No. Because he's gonna put, he needs to buy a case of oil to put in his trunk with a funnel and some you know, rubber gloves in order to pull that off. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is just silly. Yep. But, man, that is ugly. So when we come back, we're going to talk about um, electronic steering. Okay. All right? And there's a great story about that. And it's a story that we didn't. Have, we couldn't find it either, mm-hmm. but there's a good ending, and it really has to do with something I said on the radio. Okay. So that was really good. 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. 
When your roof starts leaking and water is destroying your walls, ceilings, floors, and more, it's easy to panic. Don't do that. Instead, call 480-483-1775. Hi, this is Warren from Trades Unlimited. When you call us at 480-483-1775, you get the company that finds and stops leaks others can't, regardless of where they're coming from, because we understand the billing envelope, which makes all the difference in the world when it comes to accurately diagnosing and permanently stopping leaks. So remember, when it comes to leaky roofs, walls, windows, or any other leaks that can destroy your home or buildings, Trades Unlimited will accurately diagnose and stop those leaks for you the first time. For free videos and more on roofs, leaks, and the building envelope, go to tradesunlimited.com or call 480-483-1775, ROC number 146542. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges... DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12, and our focus is you, your car, your needs, your questions, all kinds of stuff. I want to remind you that last week I talked about this spreadsheet that involved newer model cars. This friend of mine, who obviously has nothing else to do in his life, he sent me this this, uh, spreadsheet that was something I've never seen before. I have never seen the likes of this. It was a spreadsheet that started off with the vehicle, and then it had list price, and and it goes all the way down, and underneath each vehicle has to be 20, maybe 30 lines of text. And then he analyzes all of this, and he says that he, he settled on an electric car, and I don't even remember what kind it was. But he was buying, was it, um, hang on, let me turn your mic up. Wasn't it um, 8 or 11 gallons of gas a week? That's what he said. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. You talked to him, I don't But I had said to people, send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, and I will send you a copy of this spreadsheet. If you're looking for a new car right now, you really need to have this spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. It was amazing about some of the things you saw, some of the costs associated with buying a car. 
some of the taxes and how the taxes and license plate would affect your 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 buying of this car. Yes. He and he broke that down. Mm-hmm. Sales tax, license plate fees and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He broke all that down. So how do you say what he is? Um well he's a clothier. I, I know, mean but he does custom shirts and things. I know, but haberdasher Oh yeah. Isn't yeah, I don't know how you something say the word, like but that. That's what he is. Yeah, and and I we met him a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and and because I'm so muscular and so big, <laughs> your stomach's muscular. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> so is mine. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, that's how we met him. Mm-hmm. Is um, we had him come in and fit me for some shirts, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, I'm still wearing those shirts, but mm-hmm. it's only done it once for me, and I'm not fishing for him to call me and say I'll give you another hundred shirts. I'm not looking for that. Yeah. But this spreadsheet, something something amazing. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Okay. Um, which one you want to do? Okay, Autodynamics. Autodynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. Chuck Knight opened Autodynamics in 1982. His son, Derek, now runs the place. And just like the second generation in many of our businesses, they seem to be a little better than we were when we were their age. Perhaps maybe it was just different. Nevertheless, if you're looking for a great shop in Sun City, I'd like to recommend Autodynamics. He's the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. So a great place to go. We got a phone call. Who who would it be, Gil? That would be Sean. Sean, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, how you doing? Good, well, good. good. So I got a couple questions uh, okay. for you. Uh, they're all related, obviously. So I got a, uh, a 2003 Nissan Frontier, um, and... The check engine line came on, took it down to AutoZone. They gave me the, they read the, they scanned it, and they said that I needed a knock sensor. Um, I, I wish I had the code in, on me, but I, I don't. But they said that it needed a knock sensor replaced. So I watched a YouTube video on it, and my question, um, I, I, I don't work on cars. I like working on things. I don't know if it's, if it's one of those, uh, fixes that I should, kind of relate you know give it to somebody who is or i don't you know who's you know a mechanic an actual mechanic okay. um or if it's something that i could do myself um also and it's related to that is if i do it myself like because i watched the video and it's pretty pretty uh, uh, uh sophisticated so pretty sophisticated well, you, you you take off a lot of stuff. So when I'm if I'm in there, what else should I do while I'm while I'm while I'm down in there? Okay, you know, know what I mean. So I think I uh, now my tongue is in my cheek. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. I think you ought to take that three whiskered kid's advice. I think you should look at him as the the soothsayer of car repair. I think you should buy the oxygen sensor, which is the reason he told you you needed one. And the idea of him knowing what's the matter with your car is like asking him to give you the lottery numbers and knowing that he's okay. going to fix it. So I say you go back and buy the oxygen or the knock sensor. I think you take all that stuff off, and in the process, maybe you'll strip a bolt or break a bolt, or maybe you'll screw up some gasket that you have to buy the whole set for, or you'll this will turn into some giant... What's a nice word? Come on. Mess. Mess. Okay. Here's the problem with this whole hypothesis. The knock sensor. Okay. Here's how you test the knock sensor. 
You put your scanner in, which you don't have, and neither does he. He has this stupid little $29 code reader. And he thinks, because it has a code for a mass airflow sensor, mass airflow sensor. Knock sensor, is that the same? And the knock sensor, no. Uh, uh, oxygen sensor, coolant whatever. sensor, whatever. Okay. Um, he thinks just because the code's there, it means that's what's wrong. So let me ask you okay. a question. Sure. You can go and have somebody check it out for you, but I want to tell you something. An exhaust leak can cause a knock sensor code. Are you ready for okay. that? An, a broken power steering bracket or a compressor that's knocking, an air conditioning. You see, I plug my scanner into your car, and I start it up, and I look at the knock sensor. You're not going to believe this, but this is $250 worth of diagnostic. I'm going to walk around the front of the car with my scanner in my hand. I'm going to take a hammer, and I'm going to, beat, I'm going to hit some metal bracket once and I better see the knock sensor raise its ugly hand. If I see the knock sensor raise its hand and say, hey, 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 I hear a knock, then I know it's alive. I know it's fine. I know it doesn't need to be replaced. So I just got to okay. figure out what's setting the knock sensor off. And I'm kidding you about the $200 worth of diagnostic fee. But really and truly, this is something every day in my life. Here's the problem. The customers come into the shop, my shop and every other shop in town, and they say, hey, I want you to replace the knock sensor. And that's because a three-whiskered kid at the auto parts told, well, they don't tell us that. So we replace the knock sensor. So we, were, we t- the knock sensor's got to be kind of expensive. It's certainly somewhere around the yeah, 75. 130. 130. I was going to say 75 to 125. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and getting there is going to be a little long because we got to move a lot of stuff, as you already know. So we're going to be a little faster than you are because we're going to use air guns and we're going to know. And if we mess up a gasket, that'll be easy for us to fix. And if we break a power or a, a vacuum hose, that'll be easy for us to fix. You're going to spend the rest of your life going back and forth between the auto parts store. So, right. I, I, and, and then the customer says, well, wait a minute, my light came back on. And the answer is, is we never working on a light. You did a self-diagnosis. You wanted us to fix your car based on your self-diagnosis and the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store, and now you want me to pay or fix this for free? You can't go to the doctor and tell him you've got colorectal cancer and expect him to go in and and, and spend thousands of dollars checking, and you go, oh, well, the three-whiskered kid at AutoZone told me that. Did he say AutoZone? I think he said on his own. Anyway, I'm, thank you for letting me tease you. I, I hope you don't take offense, but You're there's fine. a lesson here. And, no, and I don't no, no. What part of town are you in? Uh, Chandler. Okay, South, stay, uh, stay so right there. Okay, stay right there because I'm up against a break. So just I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll be back. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire Hired United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RainTreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
We're here at creditrepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Aaron, what happens when people call creditrepair.com? A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it. And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house, or even a brand new job. Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom. I'm Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, Let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the Thirty-three, thirty-four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. And Sean, are you still there? I am, yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what goes on behind the scenes, okay? Soon as you said AutoZone and you said YouTube, my wife is sitting in front of me, <laughs> and she's got her hands up, and she's saying, calm your butt down, calm your... And Gil is saying in my ear, he's saying, did you just hear that? It was AutoZone and YouTube, which is the two things that just wad my panties up something fierce. Now, I'm not mad at you, but here's the good news. In no, this one, situ- one situation... So I don't want anybody else to call and ask for free. It's my choice. I give when I want to give. I don't have a shopping channel for you. So here's here's my deal. I'm going to talk to my daughter, Andy, and my son, Alan. They run the place. I'm going to tell them that if you bring your car in, they're going to write a work order on it. 
and you bring your car in, and you have to go into the bays and watch him look at this car. You got it? You have to okay. be there. Now, I'm not asking you to do advertising for us. I'm not asking for you to get on Facebook. I'm not asking for any of that. But I think it will help you understand. Now, sure, I could be yeah, wrong. Absolutely. I could, I could, be, I could be wrong. It could yeah. be. Enough. But he doesn't know that until you do some testing. Mm-hmm. So it, and, and let's be fair. It's not just AutoZone. Okay, it's it's um, it's O'Reilly's and, and all those other places, and it's just it's just a thing that they sell parts, and the return rate is nothing. So if you put the knock sensor sure. in and it costs you one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty dollars for labor, yeah. you're yeah. not going to yeah. go back in and take it out. So right, right. anyway, that my that's my offer to you and Renee. Oh, write it down so I can call the kids. Yeah. All righty. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. Um, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. He's the only shop in Mesa. And it's not that he's the only shop that's a good shop in Mesa. So if you have another one and you love it, stay there. The idea is is that Thompson family comes from a Thompson and Vivian family. And those two families kind of dominated in the 60s and the 70s. Mesa and Tempe. As a matter of fact, Ken Vivian, I worked for him in 1968 at Broadway and Priest at the Shell Station. He was related to that other Thompson family. Mm-hmm. So by... I'm just telling you, Brian and Thelma have been around since 1970. Thompson's Auto Repair has been. And Brian and Thelma are really good people. They know right from wrong. And and I don't know that we've ever had but one complaint. And when I called Brian, he said, I'll take care of it. And I called the customer back. He says, nope, he took care of it. It was insignificant anyway, but it just got we to me. We all have that kind of stuff and we, happen. It, yes. we do, too. We do, too. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll take care of Sean. And, <laughs> and But... You'll notice I want him in the shop. Yeah. Because I, this is just an opportunity mm-hmm. for him to, to understand. And, and, folks, one more thing. The code tells you that the problem's in Texas or Ohio. You have to find the city, you have to find the street, and you got to find the house number. And that takes some time. I can't tell you how many mass airflow sensors, and that's a pretty popular code can be fixed with a vacuum leak problem or a tear in the boot that ha- that connects the mass airflow sensor to the mouth of the motor that's sucking in air. Mm-hmm. Any kind of a, a, a cut in the boot, it's an accordion boot that's, I don't know, five, it looks like a big piece of sewer hose. Right. It's a big, and so if they're in, in time, then between the wire spins or the, the wire support, mm-hmm. it'll tear in the middle and it'll set, so you can, you can take duct tape and fix that. Right. And and then you, you you have to go in and clear the code, and you have to know if you're charging for your services. They can't come back because a lot of times they'll stop by the three-whiskered kid and say, pull the code. And if it's the same code, your butt's grass. Right. Well, and the other thing is we don't let people normally bring their parts in, and especially something like the knock sensor because we have to go in there pretty far to get to it, return, you know, yeah. repair it. Um, and if it comes in a box that doesn't have a name on it, right. then then here's the problem there. We put the knock sensor in. Somebody carries it in. Mm-hmm. And we put the knock sensor in, and then they say the code's still there. Well, the only way we can prove that it wasn't our labor is we have to go diagnose it for free. Right. Yeah. And and so, and, and for us, you better, we have 38,000 customers, right? Mm-hmm. Then I looked at that. 34, yeah. 34,000. Okay. I looked the other day. If your customer number is a two-digit, which I don't think there's very many, or a three-digit or a four-digit, we'll probably let you bring your car, your parts in at, at least once. Right. Uh, and, and, and there's some old guys that have done business with us since the 
the late 70s, early 80s, and they like a particular oil that we don't sell, mm. and we let them bring their oil in. So we're And we're like other shops. You, 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 we're not going to make a habit of this. Now, what we usually tell our customers is, is if you want to bring in a part, then um, you can do it one time. You should probably bring in a big part. That, that costs four hundred dollars. You shouldn't waste it on a, you know, an alternator that's going to save you sixty or seventy dollars. Right. So just just do it in a in a much bigger fashion. It's it's a really tough thing to do to install a part you can't even identify what name it came with, and it's in a box that you can't identify. And then maybe you take it out. Now on this knock sensor, it's going to have threads. It's going to screw into something. Mm-hmm. You take the take it out of the box. And the tape on the threads is destroyed. So somebody's already installed this. Now, what happens if they installed this and it didn't fix their car? They put it back in the box. Who's to say it's still good? Exactly. So it's a difficult situation um, to deal with, and we deal with it virtually every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we we also have, um, what else do we do for customers? They can They can do it one time. We have something that co- yeah. good customers can can you know, do. Tr- I can't even think of anything, but something easy that's easy to install that isn't like you have to take the dash apart or anything yeah. like that. Oh, and, and what they want to do is is sometimes our customers will go on YouTube or somewhere else, and they'll find out that the part that we charged them is $70 more than they can buy it for. Mm-hmm. So we let them back that up, and we'll put a $70 credit on their on their account, but they can only do that once a year. And we say to them, don't waste it on $20. If you're going to waste it, waste it on an air conditioning compressor where it's $60 difference between your price and my price. Mm-hmm. Now, we buy about... Um, $50,000 worth of parts a month. We sell about $50,000 worth of parts a month. And you're not going to come in and tell me that you can buy the part for half as much as I did. That's not going to fly. I'm going to want proof of that. But if you come in and say, you know, you charged me $40 more than you should have or whatever, then if you want the $40 back, fine. We'll give it to you, but you can only... Why waste it on something at $40? Why don't you wait until 60 or 70 Well, and it's always going to be a little bit more than what they can buy it for with, for the warranty and all that stuff. Right. And, 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 know, we're, and then if it goes bad parts. or if there's a problem, we have to do it for free. Right. And so if it's my part, you have a whole different benefit plan mm-hmm. than if you bring in your own part. Yep. So, And I think a lot of shops are that way. I think so, too. I think w- a lot of the stuff that we do, we copy from other shops. Mm-hmm. We hear about it when we're out at the bar drinking, you know. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open if you'd like to call. And t- tell us a success story. And Marty, don't go anywhere. You stay right Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
Stop wondering how much replacement windows and doors will cost you. Call DreamStyle featuring Pella to schedule your free in-home consultation, and we guarantee to provide you with an exact price quote valid for one year by tomorrow. This month only, buy one Pella window or door and get one 40% off with 12 months no money down, no payments, and no interest. DreamStyle Remodeling is America's number one remodeling company. We guarantee an unbeatable customer experience, a superior product, and expert installation. Our goal is to deliver the best home improvement experience of your life. Pella's Impervia windows are made of Duracast material, the strongest, most durable material available for windows and doors. This month only, buy one Pella window or door and get one 40% off with 12 months no money down, no payments, and no interest. Dreamstyle Remodeling featuring Pella windows and doors. Call 480-877-9003 or visit dreamstylewindows.com to schedule your free consultation. That's 480-877-9003. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to... uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and you're... What? We need to go to Marty real okay. quick, because okay. he's been waiting a long time. Marty, um, I, I'm, I'm being ordered to take your call, and I was going to take his call as soon as I got done with the time. <laughs> okay, Marty, what's up? Hey, I have a, I have a 2008 Subaru Forester with uh, 210,000 miles. I drive a lot for work. Sometimes I'm three or 400 miles away from home. Does it make sense for me at some point just to go ahead and change the fuel pump? There's no fuel filter on the car. It's just part of the stock for the fuel pump. So. Yeah, yeah. How many miles? One ten or two ten? Two ten. So the car. Oh, like a, yeah. the original fuel pump, eleven years old. Yeah, um, I would. I wouldn't cut any corners. Um, do you know if you have to drop the tank, or is there an access hole underneath the back seat, or something like that? Yeah, there's an there's an access. I, I did it on okay. my my other Forester. I had. Some. All right, I'd run it as low as I could so that you can take a flashlight and look to see if there's any debris down in the tank. If it's got eight inches of gas, you're going to have a tough time seeing that. I absolutely believe if you wanted this to be dependable, you are way past the life of an electric fuel pump. And don't give me that. All of you Subaru owners can't call me and say, oh, on a Subaru we do that because that's not true. But I admire you for thinking about that. And, of course, you know that when it fails, you're stuck. Wherever you're at, you're stuck. So, no, I agree. Now, I also want to tell you, I think you should call around and get fuel pump names, what what brand is it, and price. 
and warranty. Those three things, brand, name, price, and warranty. And I think you, if you're going right. to do it yourself, I think you just should shop around. Now, there's some places that you can't buy from. There's what we call WD, Warehouse Direct. Those are guys that service me. But if you know somebody in the automotive business and they owe you a favor, then you can use it on them. But, um, you know, just this that's the best advice I can give you. Okay, thanks. I have one I, other question, too, on a, on a, uh, a high-performance engine. Like my other car, I've added a supercharger to it. Are the premium synthetics going to give me any better protection than just the 020 from Subaru? Um, you know, the 020 is a synthetic. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Are the premium yeah. synthetics, you know, like Amsoil and Royal Purple, nope, are they nope, going to do nope, anything nope, better than nope. the 020? All, all, all of those you made, there's only four companies, Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. They're the ones that pull it out of the ground and make engine oil. That Amsoil came from one of those people, and that Amsoil is packaged in a lot of other brands. The answer to your question is, is I'd get the cheapest 020 I could find. And I'd put it in. I wouldn't care what brand it is. Now, for, what, 20 years we sold Vaveline. Mm-hmm. And now we're with Chevron. Mm-hmm. So some people have said, you know, well, what? it's just a matter of price for me. I want a good oil, but I also want the cheaper I buy it, the cheaper I sell it. And so that's kind of what motivates me. But I wouldn't have switched five 200-gallon tanks. I wouldn't have switched everything to Chevron if I thought there was a second worth of risk. Mm-hmm. So, no, the answer is is just shop price. This is going to be okay. All righty. Anything else, Marty? No, that's it. Thanks. You betcha. You betcha. All right. Let's go to Bill. Bill, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I have a two-part problem. Okay. Um, it has to do with engine vibration and driveline vibration because I have both. Okay. Um, this is a 1965 Corvette okay. with a... Uh, originally was a 396. It now has a 454. Okay. That doesn't and bother me. But let's talk about the engine. You, you just talked about a, an engine vibration and a driveline vibration. Tell me how you tell Correct. the difference. Okay. Well, engine vibration, you can feel at neutral park, sitting in a you know parking lot and rev it up, and it will vibrate at 3,500. It starts coming in about 2,000, about 28 to 3,000. And uh, it doesn't ever really go away, but, you know, the engine's doing so much that by that it, it tends to all run together. You don't really feel okay, it separately. Let me, now's the time for me to ask you questions. First of all, uh-huh. you're not driving your Corvette. I mean, you're not in neutral at 3,000 RPMs. So I'm yeah. not real concerned about that. But what you're talking about is motor mounts. The only reason you'd feel the motor in the, in the body of the car is because you got either a tranny mount bad or you got one of the two motor mounts are bad. So that's the only reason. Okay. It's not going to have okay, anything to do with is, the motor. This is a real shake now. This isn't just uh, engine vibrator. It's a real shake. Well, um, I guess I, I, I guess you're going to have to have somebody look at it because a shake is a lot different than an engine miss or an engine, a high-performance no, no, no engine. No, no engine miss. Okay. No, this thing pulls right. like a like a uh, freight train on when you're wide open. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on the drivetrain vibration. Explain that to me. Okay, the drivetrain vibration. I installed a five speed in it, and the driveline angles is what I'm concerned about. I'm thinking that there may be something in the driveline angles that uh, are causing it to shake. 
when you uh, you're doing seventy or so, it starts coming in uh, about sixty, sixty-five, seventy. But it's not a tire vibration. You know, there's you know the difference. One okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. You're you're telling me your diagnosis, and I'm not uh-huh. interested in your diagnosis. I'm interested in talking about the symptoms, because okay. I, I am questioning why you're getting where you're at. You say that you can tell the difference between a vibration on a drive shaft and a tire vibration, and I'm going to call your bluff. I'm going to tell you that my senior tech, he'll probably pick up a real aggravated side, but Eddie's been with me for 39, 33 years. 30. 30 years, and, and he wouldn't step up and say, I got this, boss. He wouldn't say that. He'd go drive it. I, I really think you need to get another opinion. Otherwise, or you can do whatever you want. Um, it, putting a five-speed and changing the drive shaft is going to change the dynamics. There's a, a drive shaft shop in Mesa that I really, I really um, respect. It's a good shop, and you can take it over there and say, "Can you can you do this?" And maybe they'll take a ride with you. Maybe there'll be a charge for it. I don't really know. Maybe you take the drive shaft out, do your own diagnosis, and take it down to them and say, "I want you to uh, spin it at this angle. Put an angle gauge on top of the drive shaft and take it down there and say, "Can you spin this?" Second of all, would you check to see if it's in balance? So you've modified the the car substantially. I don't know. It's on Southern, I think. Arizona drive shaft. Arizona drive shaft. I've I've been there, and uh, they did determine I have a vibration in the drive line and one in the engine. Okay. Um, they they corrected the drive line angle best they could. Um, we ended up because you move the tail shaft over now the fan starts rubbing against the shroud, so that's as far as you can go on that day. And so I'm probably going to go back. I I was totally impressed with them. Also, they're excellent okay. folks. All right. Well, we're we're not going to do this anymore. We talk about I, I talk about let's do this, and I've already done that, and he's already told me no, and this guy's told me no. It doesn't. I I, I can't help you. You've modified the car. You put a five speed in a car that didn't have it. I don't care that you have a four fifty four. A four fifty four doesn't weigh any more than a three ninety six. Now you tell me he's created a problem where the fan is hitting the shroud. We have to move that tail end of that car a long way before we do that. And if you've got an alignment problem between the center line and the center line of that transmission, you've got a problem that somebody else is going to have to do. I mean, this is diagnosable. But may, let me make the best suggestion I can to you. Forget all of your diagnosis, okay? Take it to somebody you like and say, come take a ride with me. And take one at a time. Take the drive, the drive line uh, or the vibration that you think is the drive line, and don't tell them that because you're just going to turn off everybody. All the really good guys out there, we have gray hair, and, and we're not going to dance with somebody who wants to tell us how to fix their car or tell us how to diagnose their car. we got enough of those people already. So my suggestion to you is from my heart, say nothing. Just ask him, let's take a ride. If you can make the vibration at 3,000 RPM, then have him do that. I want to tell you something. One of the best vibration guys you just came away from, I used him on a case where nobody else in the world could come close, and he pulled that rabbit out of his hat. He did something I've never seen anybody do. So I'm a little concerned that 
he couldn't address your drive shaft or your drive line or your drive train problem and the motor problem. I'm a little, I don't know. I don't, and I know that there's one, one guy down there that's the real big, big dog of mm-hmm. that thing. But anyway, Bill, thanks very much. Who's next, Gil? That would be Bob. Bob, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. Um, I've been told a couple different conflicting things. I have a 2016 Pilot all-wheel drive. The tires are getting pretty worn. It's 50,000 miles on the original tires. And the gentleman at the Honda dealer said, don't get it aligned until you get your new tires, because it's just going to throw it off. And I mentioned that to somebody else, and they laughed at me. They said, your tires don't make any difference. The alignment machine hooks up to the hubs, not the tires. Can you straighten me out on this? Yeah, I can. Real easy. Let me ask you, let's talk about the tires. Does the front tires, does any of the front tires, now I expect a little bit of outside wear on each front tire because the tire, when you turn right, it kind of lays over on the outside of the tire. It's camber. It's called camber. So other than even Steven, a little bit of wear around the outside of both front tires, is there anything else? No. Okay, then just put the tires on it. I mean, we align cars for problems. It pulls left, it pulls right, abnormal tire wear. Inside wear on the right front, outside wear on the left front, uh, or we got uh, scrubbing across the front because the toe end, you know, it's kind of a pigeon-toed front end. So I disagree that we have... (laughs) Why would you do an alignment after you take off tires that have no wear pattern? So I will tell you that you need to shop around on tires because you have to buy four with your all-wheel drive. Yeah. Um, did they? What brand have you looked at? I've always liked Michelin, uh, okay. but I'm open to anything. Right. I don't really know what's best. Okay, well, let me tell you. I own 37 cars, which includes all the company cars, all of our rental cars, all of our private cars. And every vehicle I have, including my wife, who I love sometimes, mm-hmm. my daughters, who I love all the time, my grandkids, who I love all the time, Every single car in our fleet has Toyos on it. Now, I've been in the tire selling business since 1979. Michelin certainly does represent a perceptive idea that it's the best tire on the road. Pirelli's better. Pirelli is a stickier tire, but because it's so doggone sticky, it wears out fast. So if you've got a Jaguar and you want to drive like some kind of an English race car driver, put Pirellis on there. They'll wear out in 15,000 miles. I would just ask you to look at the Toyo. Now, in in Atlanta, Georgia, the Toyo factory makes 55,000 tires a day or something like that. My son went there, and he says they pull a tire. Every tire comes out, they air it up, and they spin it. And if the tire has a malfunction, they stop that line, and, and then they fix the problem, and then they go back, they go forward and take a bunch of tires out of service. Not only that, customer service is second to any. I mean, they're not they're not second to anybody as far as I'm concerned. Now, you don't you don't have to buy anything. If you got a comfort zone with Michelin, go right ahead. I'm just offering you an option based on a lot of years. I'll try them. Okay. All right. And don't don't worry about you know people go nip and denzo and toyo and all. I'm not worried about that. Your your um, your pilot. Um, probably was like Chevys and Fords. 75% of your pilot was built offshore. It was assembled in the United States or Canada or Mexico. So it's just one of those things. The first digit in the VIN number will tell you where it was assembled. Not built, but assembled. That's a big difference. So anyway, well, good luck to you, Bob. Yeah. And, and whatever you do, just get another price. And I think you'll find that you're going to have a, a significant savings between the two. All righty? I'll do that. Thank you. You betcha. I think we have another caller. 
Um, actually, yeah, and Bill had that question, but we probably need to yeah. do that on the other side of the hour. We'll do this one. Okay, Bill, you stay right there because I'm going to get you first on the other side of the hour. So it's 58 minutes after 10. We'll be back about four minutes after the top of the hour.